Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. We do need a jump. You know, we need to invest. We need to be uncomfortable. But it's about just taking that jump because I found out that when you do that, then that's when you grow. That's when you hit that next level. So we just got to jump one of these days. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I love hearing the brand origin stories of Gold Digger guests. Each one has a unique catalyst moment, a little spark of an idea that fuels the creation of something amazing. When Bella Lamb made the switch to eating vegan and gluten-free, she was instantly faced with a major lack of offerings in the market for her dietary needs. A chocolate chip cookie that fits her needs was kind of like a unicorn. So Bella thought, why not me? Why can't I create something that's clearly missing from the market? That's a short version of the coconut whisk origin story, but I'll let Bella tell you the whole thing. Bella created Coconut Whisk, building the company alongside her personal brand. She was a student and a CEO all at once, which came with its own set of learning curves and challenges, but she's on the podcast to share her story of filling a need in the market, building a strong personal brand, and her advice for building community and connection with your customers. Here she is, Minnesota's own Bella Lamb. If you're still mailing contracts via snail mail and tracking payments with a pen and paper and managing your business with anything other than a seamless project management system, it is time for HoneyBook. Start your free trial, plus get 50% off your annual subscription at jennacutcher.com slash HoneyBook. Ready to start or grow your email list with a female-founded email service provider doing email marketing right? Start a free 30-day trial plus get 50% off your monthly subscription at jennacutcher.com slash flowdesk. That's jennacutcher.com slash F-L-O-D-E-S-K. All right, Minnesota's own Bella, welcome to the show. 
Jenna, thank you so much. It is an honor to be here. You've been such a big part of my business journey. So this is an honor. Thank you. <laughs> it's so fun being in the same state as you, even though we're hours apart. It's just like there's this pride that comes along with it. So I'm so excited to just walk with you through this episode and to hear all about what you've created. So I think with that, give us the story behind you and what you do and what you've built over the last few years. Tell us about the journey. Okay, I guess I'll just share with you the rundown of my life. So I'm 24 years old right now, and I'm the founder and CEO of Coconut Whisk. We're a mission-driven vegan and gluten-free baking mix company that help busy families create healthy indulgences. So that's the elevator pitch. And my story really began when I immigrated to the U.S. from Vietnam when I was six years old. And, you know, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur because back then I wasn't surrounded by them. And all I saw were a lot of hardworking folks. Yeah. So, so after high school, I, I thought I was going to make an honest living in the health field. So I went to college for public health education. And that was where I discovered veganism and plant-based living. And then this is super cliche, but that really changed my life. And the reason for this drastic lifestyle change was because I was experiencing some health and hormone issues. I was struggling with weight gain, acne, hair loss, and just moodiness all around. And so this was around my sophomore year of college. And so after cleaning up my diet, my health really improved. And that's when I started a blog, a dedicated Instagram. And I shared my journey of healthy eating and living vegan online. And so that I didn't even know it at the time, but I was creating a personal brand for myself. And that would eventually lead me to you know, start my own company. So during my last semester of college, this was 2018. That was when I officially started Coconut Whisk, and there's a whole story behind that. But essentially, it started out, it was from my love of plant-based food, baking, and then realizing that there's a gap in the market for mm -hmm. vegan and gluten-free baking mixes, right? And so two years later, I, I honestly still feel like that same kid from college who's just figuring it out. But I'm humbled to say that we're now thriving online. We're in stores across the Midwest. We've been recognized as an Airy 2020 changemaker. And this is really fun because it's only the beginning. So that's me in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> I can't believe you've done all of that at your age and just, I mean, like founded a product-based company. That is no small feat by any means. Yeah. And it all happened like by accident. And when you say like, when I mentioned my age, people are like, well, that's insane. But honestly, at heart, I feel like I'm 40. So <laughs> entrepreneurship does that to you, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. It ages you like no other. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk about first, you start just sharing about your health journey. Were you doing so strategically to like pay attention to questions you were getting or to hear about needs? Or was it just really out of this desire to share what you were going through and how it was transforming your life. Exactly. It was just honestly me falling in love with plant-based eating, veganism, and just sharing it online to anyone who would listen. I started like an Instagram page for it. And then that was really where it grew from. So it wasn't like I was doing it because I saw no one else doing it or anything like that. It was just because I was so interested and obsessed with like, in all the ways that plant-based eating can improve your health, right? And mm. how good it is because diet is 80% of your health, essentially, right? And then working out is like the 20%. So 
Isn't that crazy? When we went through our miscarriages and I started doing fertility testing, it was when I found out that I am very much allergic to gluten. And that was devastating for me as the mac and cheese queen of the Midwest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And I remember going in for the test, the blood work, and I was like, I don't want to do this because I know what they're going to say. And the day that I got the results was the day that I stopped eating gluten, cold turkey, just gave it up. And it is very interesting, I feel like, because we don't realize how much like emotion is connected to food mm-hmm. and and like you said, how much it can influence the way we feel, the way we think, the way we cook, the way we shop. So walk me through how the concept of coconut whisk came, because I feel like you were on kind of a similar journey of discovery. Yeah. So it really, of course, it started out with I'm really loving this lifestyle and and then realizing that, hey, there aren't any vegan or gluten-free baking mixes on the market. So honestly, it was, so there was like two years between me being vegan and then me having this idea for coconut whisk. So during those two years, I realized that, you know, there weren't a lot of vegan and gluten-free baking mixes on the market. And as someone who loves like semi-homemade baking, when I was growing up, I used to watch like Sandra Lee semi-homemade cooking <laughs> on yes. the Food Network. That was like my jam. So <laughs> baking was a huge part of my life. And so during my last semester of college, I it was like this one night, I remember it so clearly. It was like this light bulb moment. I was I was actually in the shower where all like magical thoughts happen. Yes. <laughs> right. And I I had this idea. I'm like, you know. I've been thinking about this for a really long time. Why don't I just start this vegan and gluten-free baking mix company? And I remember having this idea and then running out of the shower, I grabbed my towel, obviously. And then I ran up to Miles and I was like, Miles, I I think we should start this vegan and gluten-free baking mix company. And at the time we were, you know, we didn't have money. We didn't have a business degree or experience or like any network actually, like in the business sphere. So, but he he felt my excitement and has somehow I convinced him to join me. And, you know, we put pen to paper and I guess the rest is history, right? <laughs> okay. We can't just say the rest is history. The rest <laughs> is a lot of work that has led yeah. to the history. So, okay. My first question is how do you take this idea? You're in college mm-hmm. and how do you start to make progress? You have this mantra, you say, absolutely everything is progress. So what did that look like in the early days? Like, how did that fit into your life? Yeah, so that mantra, I didn't come up with it. I think it was like Marie Forleo or like Danielle Laporte who came up with that. And so I've been just holding it since the beginning of our entrepreneurship journey. And so it really helped us in the beginning because when we started, I knew that I didn't know anything. and. I'm going to be a student and I'm just going to learn. And the only way I can learn is if I'm open-minded, if I'm going to look for the answers and to understand that it's not going to be clear in the beginning. But what I can do is focus on, you know, just the progress. Like every little thing I do is going to be progress. When I started Coconut West, I had a health internship. I worked like nine to five and then at, at night I would work on Coconut West. And so when I was in that internship, I was just feeling down. I was like, you know, this is... I really just want to work on my business. That's all I want to do. Mm, and so yep. and so I was just like, this really sucks. But then what really changed for me was when I told myself like, hey, Bella, like this is a time for you to be appreciative and for you to like just learn about yourself and find the lessons and the hardships, right? And so I just kept a positive attitude and 
I used all my free time to focus on the business. And so when we launched, it was, or when we started, it was just this, like, we had this moment or this situation that really helped us launch. And it was from this business competition. When I had the idea, somehow a week later, I found out about this, this Shark Tank like competition on campus. And so I just signed us up. And then through that, we got mentorship, we got a business plan. And then we ended up winning $3,000 from that. And from there, we took it and we ran with it. And in six months, we turned it into $30,000. And that was the point where I was like, wow, this could be a legit business. (laughs) So no kidding. Yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, there's a lot of struggle behind and a lot of like long hours. But that's, I'm just glad that it panned out the way it did. And I kept going. (laughs) Okay, so walk me through because if I remember right, your early days, like you are literally like measuring each ingredient and building out these baking mixes on your own, right? Like you are the person doing all of that preparation. What did the first version of your product look like? Yes. So I would have to say Miles, he's my business partner and my life partner. We've been together for six years now and he's definitely a big part of Coconut West too. I would say like he's the brain and I'm the heart of the company. Mm, I Um, love it. Yeah. Yeah. So he does in the beginning, he really helped me develop the recipe because he's very like intricate and he's meticulous as well. So in the beginning, we would spend hours in the kitchen and we would just continue to improvise or improve. And obviously, when we launched, it was just like cringeworthy when I'm looking back at it now. (laughs) But when he in the beginning, like we used to do like we did handwritten notes, we did like printer paper labels, we did what else did we do? We did like teaspoon by teaspoon for each and every package, like we would spend an hour and we would make like 10 packages. And we're like, we did really good work today. (laughs) And so that was like, we you know, that was the beginning. And so when we launched, it wasn't, it was not perfect at all, but we launched it at a farmer's market. We launched a website and then we just took feedback. You know, I remember the first time we had a customer, it was at this pop-up we did. And I I remember sharing it on social media, like, Hey guys, our baking mixes are going to be at this boutique in Mankato. Um, feel free to come and taste and sample some of our cookies. And I remember having this couple to this day, I don't know their names, but I remember them coming right away at six o'clock and they were like, we're going to buy one of each. And that meant so much to me. That was like such a pivotal moment to have someone be so excited and to have someone like believe in your product. Like that made me believe in myself. And so that's just a story that will forever be with me. (laughs) Don't you feel like sometimes when like the first few dollars or the first sale or that first offer where it's like, okay, someone is willing to pay for this. Someone (laughs) finds the value in the work that I've done. And I feel like that's just that vote of confidence of like, I don't need to convince everyone that this is the product for them. But now I know that there is someone and that there's more people just like that special someone, right? Yeah. And you're doing it for them. Like, you know, we try to make our products like super inclusive. We try to make our brand inclusive. Like you don't have to be vegan. You don't have to be gluten-free to enjoy our baking mixes. And so we just try to be a brand that can be for everyone. But you know, some people just aren't a big fan of anything that has a vegan label on it. And so that's okay. But we know like who we're serving and, and we just focus on that. 
It's so funny. I'm only laughing because my dad is one of those people where if it has like any healthy word attached to it, he's like, oh, it's garbage. And like with gluten free, he'll be like, does this banana have gluten in it? And I'm like, oh gosh, dad. But we just hide labels until he eats it. And then we're like, how was it? And he'll be like, it's so good. And we're like, cool. It was gluten free. I gotcha. I know. Okay. So walk me through like how did you, you know, you start this account, you're just sharing about your own lifestyle, then you dream of this product, you start creating it. What did it look like with your personal brand and now this product intertwining? Like, how did you navigate that? And how did you kind of transition from a personal brand to a product based? Yeah, so the personal brand, when I started, it was about wellness, about it was about college, it was about vegan recipes. And then how I intertwined that was, just figuring out like who I'm talking to and, you know, and what I'm trying to share, you know, my message. And that was just like inspiring others to invest in their wellness and pursue their dreams. And so I educated myself a lot. I bought courses, I listened to podcasts like yours. And I just joined a lot of groups and network with people in this space. And I just got engaged, you know, like, when we launched Coconut Whisk, it wasn't like, oh, we have this product. It was, I felt like I was launching to like a group of friends, you know, like, hey yeah. guys, this is my vegan gluten-free baking mixes. I, I feel like you, you'd like it a lot. So <laughs> yes, come and try it out. And so that was really how I did it so organically and naturally was because I felt like they were already my friends and I'm just sharing with them this product I really love. If you're ready to start and grow your email list or your list is already growing and you're fed up with your current provider, you need Flowdesk. Use my link to get half off of your subscription. That's $19 a month for life at jennacutcher.com slash Flowdesk. The female founders, Martha and Rebecca, saw all the issues in the email world and decided to do something about it. The result is Flowdesk, an easy to use, intuitive and beautiful solution to email marketing. I've heard it all before when it comes to starting and growing an email list. No time to learn graphic design. What do you even say to your list? How do I get opt-ins on my site so people even want to join in the first place? I don't have a website, let alone a list. You don't need to learn how to be a copywriter and graphic designer and website developer to start and grow your email list. Flowdesk includes beautifully designed templates, many with pre-written copy that you can use and adapt for your brand's voice. You can create forms and pop-ups for opt-ins, even if you don't have a website yet, plus behind-the-scenes insights to track your progress and your email success. You'll have unlimited everything. There's no subscription tier. It's all yours from day one so that you can learn, grow, implement, and market to your list for just $19 a month. No limits, no lock templates, all of the features you need to grow and serve your email list. Your monthly subscription is $19 a month if you sign up at jennacutcher.com slash flowdesk. That's jennacutcher.com slash F-L-O-D-E-S-K. If you need help creating and sending contracts, getting signatures on said contracts, managing project timelines, and more, try HoneyBook. Go to jennacutcher.com slash HoneyBook for a free trial plus 50% off your subscription. HoneyBook is the tool that you need to create a real system for your invoices, contracts, messages, questionnaires, timelines, all the things all in one place. You have end-to-end project tracking, which was integral not just for my sanity, but for when I brought on a team that helped me carry out each client experience. Everything for each client stored in one place was the gift I didn't even know I needed until I couldn't do business without it. 
Listen, full honesty here. I was one of those people with stacks of papers and file folders scattered all over the place, just kind of saying a little prayer that I didn't forget a fine line detail. Don't be like pre-HoneyBook Jenna. HoneyBook integrates with all kinds of other things like QuickBooks, Calendly, Google Calendar, Gmail, Zapier, and more. Go to jennacutcher.com slash HoneyBook for a free trial plus 50% off of your subscription when you sign up. What is something that you just had no idea about when it comes to a product-based business that you have learned so much over the years and over all the iterations of your own product? Oh gosh, this is a good question. Just the CPG space in general. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, 100%. Because I feel like we never get to talk about that on this show because so much of it is service and online based. And I'm yeah. like, tell me about the product. Like, what is the reality of owning a product based business? Oh gosh, I feel like if I didn't have Miles, you know, with me on this journey, I, I don't know if I could do it because. It's so, it's really tough. You have to know like operations and the logistics and you have to be good at that. But then you also have to be good at the marketing, the branding and the connecting with your, your audience part. So that was like, that's the biggest lesson. Like in the beginning of our journey, Miles and I, we didn't have roles for each other. We didn't have like Mm -hmm. set, I guess, jobs. And so we would butt heads a lot. We'd be like, no, this is what we should do for marketing. This is what we should do for operations. But now we've come to a place where we know our strengths. And so we work based off of that and we respect each other's roles. So like he does the finances. So he's going to be in charge of the budget and I'm just going to go with him with whatever he, you know, he chooses for that. Obviously we discuss it, but then he has like the final say. And then I have the final say for our business strategy and where we should take coconut whisk. So it's learning about like your strengths, I think, and incorporating that into coconut whisk. And then having a partner has been a blessing that I think if you're going to be in the CPG world, having a partner is where it's at. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's almost necessary because there's no way that one person can be Mm -hmm. good at all of those things, right? Like when you look at all of the tiny details to the big details in terms of product-based businesses, There's just so many other factors like inventory and packaging and labeling Mm -hmm. and shipping. And I can't imagine, I don't know a single person that's great at all of that, plus the visuals and the communication and the copywriting and all of that. Have you guys grown and expanded your team at all? I know for a really long time, it was just the two of you. What does that look like today? Yeah. So team building is something that I'm like personally working on too, is like hiring my first person. It just seems terrifying because their their lifestyle, their paycheck is dependent on you and your company. And so when we do hire a first full-time employee, I want to make sure I'm doing it right. And I want to make sure that I'm the best leader that can be. So I want to learn as much as possible right now. So with that being said, we do have a few people on our team, but they're all contractors and they're like fractional positions. So, and then we have like an advisory board and a sound board that really helps us. So right now it's just, I'm still a student, you know, just learning as much as possible and developing my leadership skills so that I can be that best leader I can be when we have our first full-time employer too. 
Isn't that crazy? It's like when you start a business, you never really imagine like 10 steps down the road, you're going to be a boss. (laughs) And as a boss, you're responsible for other people's paychecks and mortgages. And I mean, it's just interesting. I feel like we're all students of life. Like we're all always learning. Yeah. But I know that at one point we need to, we do need to jump, you know, we need to invest, we need to be uncomfortable. Like I'm not gonna be the most perfect boss, but it's about just taking that jump. Cause when you do that, I found out that when you do that, then that's when you grow. That's when you hit that next level. So we just got to jump one of these days. Yes, Jump and the net will appear. Hopefully I want to know. Okay. So let's talk about what is your signature product? Like if you had one product, what would that be? Ooh, signature product. Okay. So fan favorites, they're definitely the pancake and waffle mix and then our, our mug cakes. So our mug cakes are, it's pretty much like you dump it in a mug, you put some water in it, and then you plop it in the microwave for a minute. And then you get this like really delicious, yummy cake in a mug. And so we we have two more flavors coming. We have a confetti mug cake and a vanilla chocolate chip. And then currently we have a chocolate chip mug cake for that right now. And so, and then for the pancakes and waffle mix, those are just, you add water. So we feel like a lot of our customers really love like the easy, just add water type of thing. So that's where we're kind of headed more towards. My gosh, we're all drooling and we're all (laughs) like, yes, give me a cake and a mug. (laughs) What has it been like extending out product wise? Because if we're looking at things like inventory and even just like the creation of new products and the amount of time and formulation and all that goes into it, Mm -hmm. how do you decide where to expand to what's worth it, where to niche down? What does that look like? Yeah. So what it looks like is just us really listening to like the feedback of our customers. Right. And so I'm like online every single day on social media. I love doing like Instagram polls. I love going live and just asking like, Hey guys, like what are you really loving or what do you wish we had? And so, and then just taking notes of that, you know, it's not like a big database. It's just me putting it in like a Google doc sheet and yeah. And just taking a mental note and then working from there. So we're pretty small right now. Like I'm still bootstrapping our thing. We didn't take any outside investments yet or anything. So we have a really lean team and operations. So we can do like really fun products and stuff. And then we have our own facility, our own rented facility. And so we can do products right away or we can cut products right away. So that's a blessing that comes with like being a small business, a small startup. So it's just fun right now. I love that. Do you have visions of exploding like Shark Tank style or are you just enjoying the more small, like flexible style of business? Yeah, that's actually really funny how you brought up Shark Tank because we are in the auditions for it. So cool. Yeah, we're in the second round, but due to COVID, they slowed down their operations and so or their production. So we're waiting to hear back. So I guess... In the beginning, when we started Coconut Whisk, it was like, let's just make this a family business. We're going to keep yeah. it wholesome. We're going to keep it in the family. And of course, we're just like, if we make it past next month, that'll be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so it really wasn't like anything too crazy. But recently, I after networking and like talking to a lot of people in the space and getting into these accelerator programs, we're in uh, Impact SKU, we're in Lunar Startups. And through that, like that made me dream a little bigger and realize that, Hey, we do have like this really cool scalable business that can really be the next, like Angie's boom, chicka pop, or, uh, I don't know, beyond me, (laughs) that would be crazy. But you know, just something that made me like, just 
realize that we can do something big like that and we can be a big name brand, you know, like a household brand name. So of course, when we started, we didn't have that. But then now I think we can, you know, I think we can push the envelope a little bit and yeah, be like a big shark tank type style business. Which shark would you want to get a deal from? Ooh, okay. So Mark Cuban, he's someone who has invested in like plant-based companies and I think he's vegetarian himself. So he would be a really cool one. And, you know, I haven't done like too much research, but that would be probably the guy we would really want to deal from. Yeah. I think about that all the time. I'm like, okay, if I were going to go on the show, at first I need a product, but second, I'm like, who would I want to be my shark? They all have so many different gifts and strengths and networks. And it's just so, it's such a fun show to watch. I can't right. imagine being on it. I think I would be so nervous. Yeah. Like I, I'm i just like, I'll get to that bridge when I get there. Yeah. And I will think about it once I get there. <laughs> I love that. So let's yeah. talk about 2020 as a year and just COVID as a product-based business. What has been impacted for you? What pivots have you had to make with the way that you do business? Yeah. So we talked about this before the chat, but since a lot of you know the events were closed, we definitely pivoted from events based and doing festivals and farmers markets and local workshops to going more digital and online. So we were investing in our e-commerce website and we're partnering with a lot of like marketplaces online for wholesale accounts. And we're just really investing in our community that we've built online already. So and this wasn't anything when COVID happened and when, you know, everything shut down, it was like, whoa, I realized I didn't even like slow down to to think about it. I just yeah. right away, I just did the first thing I knew. And that was we right away, I remember we wanted to do like a Kickstarter or a crowdfunding type of thing for a really long time, but we never came around to it. But once COVID happened, I was like, I think this is a good time to do it. You know, I have a lot of time and And I think a lot of people might want to, you know, have our baking mixes during this time. And so it was just, I felt like there was like this opportunity. And so we actually ended up not going with Kickstarter, but iFundWoman. And iFundWoman is just incredible. It's just, it's this crowdfunding platform that that is more educational based and community based and they provide like free workshops, coaching. And so I decided to go with them and we were able to raise about like $8,000 for new products. And that really helped me personally, just to feel like I'm doing something during this time Mm -hmm. and not just letting things happen. Sometimes when things feel uncontrollable, it's like, what can you control and just focus on that. And so that was the thing that gave me really good focus during the time when it felt like, well, what's happening, right? So Yeah. I want to know a little bit. I feel like we talk a lot about building community and I think you've done an exceptional job of this. How do you build an active community around a product-based brand? Because I feel like communities are so natural when you're doing a service or when like-minded people are, you know, in an offer together. But what does that look like as a product-based company? Yeah. So I'm like really passionate about encouraging founders to show up online and to just learn the basics of social media marketing. So for me, how I show up online is just by bringing everyone on the journey. So doing behind the scene videos or just sharing with them like, hey, 
should we do a pink packaging or a green packaging, you know, like really inviting them on, even if I'm not teaching something, even if I'm not educating them on a topic, it's like, they really want to see what you're working on. Because like, you talk about this all the time, Jenna, but you have to get people to know, like, and trust you before buying or promoting your brand. And so they have to see like the heart, they have to see the founder, even though you think you're awkward, even though like, even though you feel like, what's the point, right? I think it's so important because it's just like, you need to bring them on so that they can have something to share with others. And so in the beginning, I definitely did a lot of self-promotion. You know, I hyped myself up. And if, if even something slightly like happy happened, I would just be like, guys, we just got our first podcast interview. Like, listen yes. to this. This is awesome. <laughs> like, this is so great. <laughs> or like, I would do an, like a live taste testing and I'd be like, this is wow. We really did something here. <laughs> it's like so, you're your own publicist, right? Like, we don't have exactly. payroll for a publicist. So, hi, I'm Bella and I'm also Bella the publicist. <laughs> pretty much, Jenna, like pretty much. And so that's it. Like, you have to be like, unapologetic about your product and your business and like really believe in it. Because if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your products, no one else will. Yeah. I want to know, you know, you're a few years into your own journey of veganism and just a plant-based lifestyle. How has your personal transformation played a role in what you've created as a business? Because I think that so many brands and successful businesses are founded on those personal transformations. Oh gosh. Yeah. I still feel like obviously I'm learning and every day I'm learning something new, but that's like the cool part. I feel like the relationships I've built online, it's been so unique and authentic because they see me grow up. You know, I, yeah. I started as someone who was just in her college dorm room, like studying public health, studying anatomy and sharing about it and sharing about how I'm struggling with like my weight gain or acne. And then now they, they see that the transformation of, wow, like Bella really did something here. Like she, even though she didn't know what she was doing, she didn't know she didn't have like any guarantees. She didn't have any business experience or family members who were entrepreneurs. Like she still did this. And so like, it's just such an honor to be able to be a role model to someone who might be in the same position I was a few years ago. Growing up, I never had that. And so it's just, it gives me chills. Like I want to (laughs) cry. Yeah. It's just like, it's a big privilege to just be that role model. And so I think them seeing me transform, like they see something in me that they see in themselves. And it's just really beautiful. I have to know, where does the name Coconut Whisk come from? Yeah, so there's a few things. So Coconut Whisk, it's kind of heritage inspired. So growing up in Vietnam, like one of my favorite things was this like coconut dessert called Che. And it's just so good. And it's like a really happy memory of mine. And then that translated to me wanting to use like coconut sugar and then finding out that coconut is it means like the all giving tree in a lot of cultures and of course like giving back is a big part of coconut whisk and so that was it was just like this is perfect coconut and then coconut whisk it kind of played off of like a baking theme and so yeah it just like came to me one day and I thought okay this is a good one let's just stick with it (laughs) so Talk about your social causes that are tied with your business and kind of how you've incorporated that just as a part of your business model. 
Yeah, of course. So when we started Coconut Whisk, it was we just started by donating 5% of our profit to animal shelters and like local organizations. And then it really transformed into what it is today. And what we do today is with every single online purchase, we donate a plant-based meal to a kid in need. And we're able to do that through our partnership with Food for Life Global. One of my dreams is to get coconut was big enough so that we can do like a one-for-one model. So you buy a mix, we're going to donate a plant-based mix. And this baking mix we're thinking of is like probably something like a pancake mix, but with added like fruit and veggie powder and like protein so that we can donate it to food banks and food pantries and they can they can serve it to their community. And so this is it's a huge passion of mine is like making plant-based food accessible and affordable to all because it's not and you know produce isn't something that is accessible to everybody so it's just something I want to continue to advocate about personally and hopefully through the work with coconut whisk Mm, I love that I think that's so powerful and I think it's a beautiful reminder too that we can use our products and what we create to be the change and also as an opportunity to educate about the change that is needed, which I think is so cool. It gives you that platform to share about that, which is so awesome. Yeah, it really is. And I'm just I'm just glad that, you know, I'm able to combine like my love of health and business together in a career. Like I think this is such a cool opportunity that not a lot of people have. So I want to do it right and I wanna make as big of an impact as I can. You're doing it. Okay. What are you (laughs) excited about right now? Like what is firing you up? What's bringing you joy? Right now, the podcast in this interview. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just love this so much already. But yeah, I'm really excited about continuing to do life with Miles. Mm. I'm excited to buy our first place together soon and just travel again. I want to visit my grandma in Vietnam. It's been a few Mm. years, so I want to do that. And then business-wise, I'm super excited about the upcoming partnership with Airy, our new product launches, our ambassador program, and just the new ways we're giving back. And so literally everything that's going on with Coconut Whisk because we're still a really young company in its lifespan. And so every day feels like, you know, a box of chocolates. You'd never know what's going to happen or you no, never know what you're going to get. It feels like a waffle. There might be a few holes, <laughs> but it's ultimately really good. Yes, that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where can everybody find you and connect with you, be a part of your community, buy your mixes? Give us all the places. Sure. Yeah. So you can personally connect with me at underscore Bella Lamb. And then you can find our vegan and gluten-free baking mixes at coconutwist.com and then at coconutwist on Instagram. I'm so excited. I was telling you before we got on this interview that Drew and Coco made homemade cookies yesterday. And Drew does such a good job because he bakes gluten-free for me. But I... I mean, his baking sometimes <laughs> leaves a little bit to be desired. That's good. He's just not a good recipe follower. And so oh, okay. I am so thrilled. My team is already making me jealous because they have gotten to try your incredible mixes. And I'm like, sign me up, send it over. We're ready. And it's just going to simplify everything for all of us, which is so exciting. Oh, yes. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much, Bella, for coming on the show. I'm waving at you from up the shore and I'm just so excited to watch your success. And I am so excited. I'm putting it into the universe today that I can't wait to see you on Shark Tank and I can't wait to see who you get a deal with. Just putting oh that gosh. out there. <laughs> thank you, Jenna. This was so much fun and I just adore you. And you've been like the big sister I've never had. And so thank you for just how you show up in the world. 
Oh, I'm so excited. We are in this together. This is the best. Can I just say I have a very deep level of respect for anyone that starts and grows and scales a product-based business. I mean, there are just so many interesting factors that come to play, and I'm blown away with what Bella and Miles have done, especially in just a few years from ideation to creation to distribution. I don't know about you, but I am totally craving cookies and waffles now and a cake in a mug. That sounds incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I hope you celebrate something awesome with some cake today. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com.